The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening, you guys? Welcome to episode 58 of your favorite podcast, the Guard Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. Listen, listen, look, I'm not a mathematician. But we are only 42 episodes away from 100. That's what I remember episode one like it was yesterday. But inside today, we have a great message for you. First, we start off talking about what it's like dating a bodybuilder. A couple LOLs, a couple haha moments. But I think it provides really good insight as to maybe what your friend, your partner needs from you. But then in the end, we get into it deep conversation about jealousy. I really enjoyed it. I really hope you guys stay tuned into it. And I really hope you guys pull and learn something from it because I really believe that it can help. Look, I'm not Dr. Phil over here. I'm no fake doctor, but I think I have pretty good insights. And I know Scott brought the fucking fire on this one too. So episode 58, Dating a Bodybuilder, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. I'll see you inside. Man, everybody wants to date a bodybuilder until they realize what dating a bodybuilder actually entails. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just good looks. (laughs) It's definitely not just good looks and big muscles. Those good looks and big muscles, uh, they get a lot of attention. Yeah. I think, um, so when I got into like wanting to be a bodybuilder and stuff, I was a really, really small dude. Yeah. One of the big items, like the biggest item by far with me was I was like seeing my more muscular uh, friends and stuff getting more attention with women. Yep. And so I was like, man, like if I just became way more muscular than all of them, then I'll get by far the most attention. Yeah, you're like, I want that. Sure enough, that happened. <laughs> but it's not always. Um, Remind me how, what, when did, how much did you weigh when you started? Yeah, I was about 165 pounds, <sighs> uh, six feet tall, the same height I am now. So literally 102 pounds ago. Wow. Isn't that fucking wild? Um, and, and, you know, so you see, women have to understand that. There, like a massive component that's an undeniable component and it doesn't really matter where you're at in your life and if your man's listening to this and he says something different um he's just trying to make you feel really good about yourself <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of women hitting their husband up after this yep. or their boyfriend up after this yep. look men always 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 it's it's in our genetic makeup it's in our genetic fucking makeup we crave validation of of women Mm-hmm. And to an extent, we crave validation of other men as well. It's like yeah. the, the tribal component yeah. of yeah. it. But men always crave validation from other from women. Yeah. You can be in the happiest relationship. You can be all that stuff. That doesn't mean that it's compromise anything. Mm-hmm. That means that it feels nice when someone just like shows a respect or sign of gratitude towards your good looks. Yeah. Doesn't mean you need to go bang them. It's just <laughs> like, oh, you know, th- I, that made me feel good. Yeah. Like, that's cool. A little ego boost. It's a little ego boost. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, you know, you still got it. Uh-huh. You know, you're committed, you're taken, you're off the market, but like, you know, you still got it. Like, it's you, nice to feel that. Have way. you ever seen that meme where it's like, what a bodybuilder expects and it's like he's huge yeah. he's got all these chicks around him but then the reality is he's yeah. huge he's got a bunch of dudes yeah around it's him. a whole bunch of fucking That's dudes fucking so funny it's, it's 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 interesting because like there was this um i don't want to say it was, yeah kind of an awkward phase from like 225 to like 245 like i was big mm-hmm but like I was getting way more attention from dudes. Like what are you way doing? Way more. Bro? Yeah. Yeah. And then like over 245, like it gets X every five pounds gets exponentially more um women yeah. than men. <laughs> and something I've noticed is, you know, like some women think it is disgusting. Yeah. Like there's sure. a lot of women who totally. look at my page and they're like, that is fucking gross yeah. they're like they're telling their boyfriends like if you ever look like that i'm leaving you my dad's like, one of them yeah and that's okay like that's <laughs> like i want to be disgusting yeah. like i want people that's to see goal. me and be like this dude is a fucking freak yeah um but a lot of women a lot of women like it a lot of women yeah. shoot you know want to shoot their shot and a lot of women want to think like man you know this is that that's cool like yeah. that's nice yeah um and it's almost like a conquest it is yeah. it, it really is but the flip side of it also is a lot of men 
look at folks like me and they get a, this is so weird to me, but they get like a complex about it mm. because like, like they feel type of way about it. Okay. It's so like that 225 to about 245 mark. Like, oh, you know, he's big, but he's not too big yet. Oh. He's not too big oh, to where okay. he's overly threatening. Yeah. And now it's like a 270 pound monster walks in, hack squat and 700 plates for nine, for, for eight fucking reps. Yeah. And no, 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 fuck him. Fuck that guy. Steroids. <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> Bro, and that's ever, what it turns Did I ever into. tell you? I was, uh, so I think I showed you like back in college, the peak. My, yeah, like, you were like, pretty yoked. Yeah. I was still like 220. Yeah. So just the year or two before that, I was probably like 210, like starting to look good. Like okay. the shirts, the medium shirts started to fit a little yeah, too small. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and I remember walking to downtown Chicago and man, it was such so funny. A homeless guy. Yeah. He was like, spare some change. And I didn't even look like, you know, of course, that of awkward course. moment. Like, I, I don't know what yeah, to do. You're with people. Course. You're with a ton of people. And he goes, you can afford those steroids though, can't you? Shut and I was up. like, wow. And Scott's never taken steroids. Wow. Like Scott, yeah. Scott doesn't, he, he's never done that. That's yeah. super, super, super funny. It's like, like it's flattering, but also like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Well, like, I, was, fuck I, you. I, I thought like, I'm a little fluffy to be considered having steroids. <laughs> Dude, isn't that fucking funny? Yeah. So, it, like, you know, things like that definitely happen. You know, Megan and I will go out to, you know, wherever. I mean, you guys have been out with oh, us. Yeah. And yeah. You know, like, there's always comments made or there's always attention garner. It's hard to miss. And, um... You like, dude, honestly, like 90% of the time, it's really positive now. Oh, yeah. For I, sure. I have to say, it, like, from what I've seen, at least, I can't remember the last time someone says something negative to my face. Okay. Like, I mean, it hasn't been since I moved to Austin. Really? Um, it's, it was definitely before that. Yeah. Like, it, it was definitely when I was living in Columbus. And it was a, it was a situation just like, you know, what you just explained. Sure, sure. And it's really, you know, it's kind of frustrating. But uh, so I appreciate that. But as a woman dating a man who's garnering a lot of attention, like you have to be cool with that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be cool with like you run to the fucking bar to get drinks and you come back and I'm like surrounded. I'm not saying that like happens. It's like all, maybe 30% of the time she'll come yeah. back and there's like a woman talking or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're getting but, some attention. Yeah. But it's like, you know, right off the gate, it's like, Oh, you know, I'm here with somebody. Mm -hmm. and you know, the, everyone always tries to play it down. Like men do it too. Like yeah. you try playing it down. Like, Oh, yeah. no, it's just like cool vibes. Yeah. Stuff. You have to be, <laughs> Be cool with these things and the same goes uh, like roles reversed uh, yeah like i watch megan walk through the bar and everyone's like it's yeah. like piranhas bro for it's sure. like piranhas yeah and I, I love it, it. <laughs> is it is it more apparent for both men and women uh and maybe it's different yeah closer to show day or like in off season or peak like week one week Man, out i think i think like a tight off-season body is the one that gets like where megan and i both are right now okay. that's the most attention got it because like you can tell like you know we're lean but we're yoked yep. and like yep. like when you're really close to show day like man and you kind of just look miserable too oh and, that's you know fair. so you're kind of like not really face. putting out great vibes yeah, either because yeah. your vibes are so low yeah and like you know if you're a little too fat uh, well, then you don't even really look like a bodybuilder <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure um but I, I i would say like where we both are right now is kind of like the peak for it got it and so the number one component you want to date a bodybuilder Man, you've got to have elite self-esteem. <laughs> you have to have amazing. I mean, think about Megan's shop here. Yeah. Like I am, you know, a, a fairly respected coach in the sport and mm -hmm. I work with a ton of beautiful women mm -hmm. and she thinks it is the coolest fucking thing ever in previous relationships. That was not the case. Yeah. That was sure. absolutely that not was, the case. When we first met, that was one of the things I was like, Savannah, this dude looks at girls all day yeah, long, all day long. Like you assess their physiques yeah. and shit. Yeah. But it's like, I've never once pulled up a picture of a client and be like, damn, like that, like this <laughs> well, is a you, job. You might in the sense of like, look at those hamstrings. Yeah, yeah, like look yeah. at those fucking hamstrings. <laughs> but you know, it's like, there's a sense of professionalism that exactly. goes into this. Yeah. And, and you know, in the bodybuilding industry, actually, um, a good friend of mine, Hannah, she's an IPB pro. Uh, Hannah Divorce, she's actually a big podcast fan. Okay, she loves awesome. this podcast. I'm sure she'll listen to this. Shout out to Hannah. Yeah, she'll see that dating a bodybuilder one. She'll probably <laughs> think it's pretty funny. So yeah, shout out Hannah. She posted on her story, man, like last week. Maybe was it last week? Um, she's the first person I've ever seen talk about it. There are some coaches mm -hmm. in this industry who use their clients and their resumes and success. Okay, as bait for um crossing that line oh it is okay it's an issue okay it's an issue and there's a couple i've heard of i've never wow. seen it i've heard speculation 
Sure. That's it. So obviously it's not my place, not my thing. Hannah talked about it on her Instagram story. Wow. And I saw it and I was like, oh. Yes, 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 <laughs> man. Like about oh, someone about the spell of Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in powerlifting, it's a huge issue. Okay. Big, big, big issue. Okay. Um, it, dude, it's the weirdest fucking thing. It's like, um, what was the one message I saw? I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this as best I can. It was essentially, I'll buy you drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, like in a bottle, like performance in exchange drugs, for in exchange for picks. Got it. And it's like, what that? That's your client. That's your it, oh, dude. Are you kidding? Like, with my all the clients shit, become my family. Yeah. I feel like, and like with all the shit we've talked about, I'm not like I'm kind of not surprised. I know. I hate no, saying but, that, but it's weird. But it's weird. But it is so fucking weird. You know, we looked back through the history of of Earth, though, and men have always found ways to abuse their power. It's true. You know, and we I mean, we talk about that. We talk oh, about yeah. that like internally, like, hey, if I ever obviously would never be in that situation. But hey, if I ever like cross the line a little bit, like make sure to check me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because when you are in a position of power, like you can use that for really bad things. Mm-hmm. And we see people use that for really bad things. I totally. believe I use it for great things. And yeah. I believe everyone around me is utilizing it for great things. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. But also it's like, like. In, in a sport so vulnerable, you should For be real. able to fucking trust everyone around you mm-hmm. that they have your best interests in mind. And, and I would say in both men and women. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. 100%. Like women, definitely 100%. But yeah. even men, I'm sure, have some, there are some, some weirdos out yeah. there who are into, I, you know. Dude, I'll never forget this. We were at Junior Nats la, um, last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely last year. I was sitting down in the lobby. So any competitors who have competed at junior junior nationals, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sitting uh, down at the uh, restaurant that not, not the restaurant where the breakfast buffet is the opposite restaurant where everyone kind of goes at night and we're sitting down there. There's a sporting event on there's an NBA game on and me and my whole crew are watching this and David Stevenson's right next to me. My girlfriend at the time is across the table and um fuck someone else was right hannah hannah saddemeyer was right okay. next to me as well and this guy like very awkwardly walks past all these people like beelining to me mm-hmm. and you know he starts so i can tell right away there's something like wrong yeah, um, like yeah. he's like mint like yeah he, he's a little he, slow yeah and you know so he starts talking to me and he starts like asking like see my check-in pictures <laughs> And shit, I'm like, oh, a, you know, a like stranger. Asked yeah. To yeah. And, I, and I'm like, no, no, you know, like I'm not really, uh, you know, I don't really feel like like pulling him up or anything. Yeah. And he starts like grabbing on my arm, like my bicep. Like caressing you and shit. Like, yeah. Like caressing me. He's like, yeah, you, you got some, you got some big biceps. On oh, and I remember David Stevenson, like scooting his chair back. Yeah. Like trying to like almost wedge in between us. Uh-huh. But I did th- this guy like went with it like he like came even closer and he like started like touching me and i was like all right man like all right like you know like i, I appreciate that and wow. so he just lingered around and i was like all right man like i think it's time for you to go right yeah he's like oh oh man i i wasn't like trying to overstay my welcome you know anything like that play it and, off and and like i realized he it, if I was nice, he was going to stay. And I was sure. like, you did. You overstayed your welcome. I'm here with my team. So let me get back to the dinner. Yeah. This is something that happens at bodybuilding shows. Sure. You will go to bodybuilding shows and you will see very creepy men just staying there by themselves. Yeah. You've told me about and, this. And like, that doesn't mean every fucking man staying there by themselves is creepy. Some of those men are there supporting their <laughs> I fucking mean, son. Half daughter. the time you're there by yourself. <laughs> half time I, but when I'm at a fucking show, you can tell I'm dialed in. Yeah. I am like, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like they're like sneaking pictures of people dude. and like all this shit dude i'm a whistleblower i don't give a fuck, fuck as yeah. soon as i see it i call them out i show fucking the police where they're at i show the promote the show promoter where they're at all of that stuff yeah i show everyone exactly where these people there's no are. space in this world for no, those people because that's not. so uncomfortable it's so fucking uncomfortable and so Part of dating a bodybuilder is always kind of having your guard up and in, in, in a guard up for them as well. Mm-hmm. Something about me, I'm a very, very, very protective person. I got one of the lead photographers for the NPC fired last year because he made a comment to one of my girls at Junior Nats again that made her <laughs> feel incredibly uncomfortable. Wow. And I went, I told the show fucking promoter, mm-hmm. I told Sandy fucking Williamson, the head judge of the NPC, and she left the table. She left the judging table during a fucking round 
out during a a, a class being out there mm-hmm. and fucking fired him right away. Wow. Oh, I don't her. play, dude. I don't That's play awesome. this shit. Sandy doesn't play this shit. Sandy yeah. does not play that shit. Yeah. And you have to always kind of have your guard up for mm. these people because folks are going to try to just take advantage of them. Listen, every female who competes has achieved a very beautiful physique and they're, they're very, you know, done up and beautiful and pretty on show day. Yep. And every man who competes puts themselves in a very vulnerable position of being judged, you know, and barely wearing anything up on stage. You have yep. to understand, you know, you have to understand they are very vulnerable in all these positions. Yeah. And so if you're not looking out for them, no one's looking out for them. Yeah. You ain't going to be fucking sneaking pictures of me or my girls mm-hmm. at fucking shows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I, I'm crazy with it. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I, I have zero tolerance policy for that. But dating a bodybuilder, that's a huge part of it. And that's number one. No, number one is you have to have high enough self-esteem to be able to brush shit off. But number two, you always have to have their guard. You are guard up for them as well and support of them. Sure. Like at a bar, expect exactly. someone to say like, oh, this, Ex- you look good. Yeah. Expect yeah. when you go out, like don't try to fight it. Yeah. Don't try to beat it. Yeah. I've been in relationships like that and always ended in an argument. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to happen and it's okay. And almost like accept it because it's a compliment. Yeah. It's a compliment. Until it gets like, it crosses the line. Exactly. And like, it should make you feel good that people are noticing your partner Mm -hmm. and your partner is standing out and like your partner's got eyes for you, but other people have eyes for them. Like that's dope. Like that feels really fucking cool. So dating a bodybuilder, you have to understand food's a huge priority and man, it's a huge bonus. If you cook, (laughs) (laughs) like, let me tell you, Megan throws down in the kitchen. I'm really fucking happy about that because my life has made a lot easier for that. Mm -hmm. So cooking, like think about if you're not a competitor, Think about your biggest meal of the day, probably your dinner, right? Multiply that times five. That's a peak in our daily life of what it takes to be able to do what we do and recover from the stress that we put on ourselves in the gym and force our metabolic output to be high enough to support all the things that we want to do. Food is a huge item. You have to be able to roll with the mood changes as well. Now, don't give me this like whole like roid rage. No, it's not that. Today, I went into the gym. And I fell one rep short on my top set of hack squats. I was really fucking furious after that. I had a fucking tear crawl out of my eye after that. I was so fucking angry. I was just sitting there. You know, Megan tried coming up. David tried coming up. They both tried just like, like they know how much it means. You know, mm-hmm. they understand it. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to hear it. I wanted nothing to do with it. I needed to be left alone in my own little fucking bubble, not being bothered by anything, not being like, it's, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I don't want you here right now. Yeah. It's me and my time. I need to be able to assess and adjust to what just happened. Sure. I had, I had an expectation. I did not meet as a bodybuilder. If you fail to meet expectations every single day, you lose. Okay. So it's, I mean, to me, it's almost shocking when I don't and, you know, reach it. And we had a conversation before this even yeah. the context of a bodybuilder is yeah. someone who's stepping on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Conversation. So I, I can like a bodybuilder, someone who's taking it to the extreme, yes. like not just someone who's casually in the gym, like yeah. to be a bodybuilder, you got to get up on stage. Yep. Um, like that's my definition. I mean, you can be a body space builder <laughs> and like you're just in the gym trying to like get bigger muscles. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not really extreme. That's not really difficult or hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like what's hard to do is to go to that extremely dark place in your mind every fucking day and find a home in there during your training sessions mm-hmm. and push yourself to a place of, Holy fuck. I might really fuck myself up on this set during your training sessions and yeah, hitting your yeah. food and recovering and living and obsessing over it. Like I think about it every second of every single day, you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with Man, if the training session wasn't optimal, fuck, dude, they're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be really fucking upset. You have to be okay with how much time is dedicated to sleep. Man, the more the more we sleep, the more we recover. Mm-hmm. The more we sleep, the harder we're able to go the next day. You have to be okay with how much time goes into training. I personally, I could not date someone who's not an active competitor. Mm-hmm. I, I how extreme I am into it, it would never, ever, ever work mm. because I, I feel like, like, I feel like you and Savannah like get it because you've been around it so much. Sure. But like most people haven't been around it that way. Yeah. And like, I, I like, if you set a goal to win Mr. Fucking USA, mm-hmm. you can't just kind of go out. Yeah, that's a, that's a big goal. I mean, that's, you know, one of the biggest goals you can achieve in the sport. Yeah. And you have to attack that relentlessly every single day. 
And if you have one day where something is distracting you from that, well, fuck everyone else who's going to be on that stage with you that you're trying to beat. They all just got one day closer while you got one day further. The only way to catch up is you hope and pray that they have an off day too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bodybuilders don't have off days. This is our life. This is 24 not seven, the elite level. Absolutely not. There's yeah. no off days here. I ain't going to have an off day. Yeah. I'm not going to have an off day from now till fucking that Mr. USA show happens. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to hit every single day and everyone who I'm going to compete against is going to hit every single day. Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand like, man, if you, you know, you get in an argument with your boyfriend or your girlfriend who has this huge bodybuilding goal, dude, you just took them further from that goal and you just allowed their competition to kick their ass. That's not a very good support system. Mm-hmm. That's a weak ass fucking support system. So you have to be able to understand that you got to be able to sometimes pull down your ego, tame your own ego, which we talk about on this podcast often. And you have to be able to just fucking move on and get over shit. You have to be able to, you know, go into the gym with them and support them and turn everything that's outside those fucking walls at the gym off for the time that you're there. Narcissism, man, bodybuilders deserve to be narcissistic. Hey, if they want a fucking picture taken when they're feeling themselves, <laughs> take the motherfucking picture. Because let me tell you, more often than not, bodybuilders aren't fucking feeling themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. We're so hypercritical. We go out to a motherfucking bar. Dude, I know that I'm 10 times the size of everyone else there, and I literally feel like I'm the smallest dude there. <laughs> yeah, man. Or you feel like you're like, my, uh, Brandon was saying the other day, remember Brandon Cooper? Yeah. He was saying like, man, those pictures, I was like, those pictures look good, man. He's yeah. like, hold a little bit of water. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Every day. Yeah. Every Every day, but like that's how it is. You guys hyper assess yourself. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's never enough. Yeah, it's never ever ever going to be good enough. Every fucking mirror you walk in front of, dude. Yeah, you got to get a little check. You got to make sure the shit's still there. You got to make sure that the work you're putting in is fucking paying off, dude. What did you tell me the other day? You were telling me like sometimes if you're really feeling it, you know, you wake up and you look in the mirror, you do yeah. your shower or whatever. Yeah, and you have to like double, like you do a double take and I you do. start doing some posing. I do. I start yeah. flexing the mirror just like I roll out of bed and I'll be on my way to the toilet take my, my morning piss and I just start posing in front of the mirror. I'm like, what's up? I was like, you look good today. Today's a good day. Today's going to be a good motherfucking day. And then and then you take a piss and you walk past that mirror going back to bed and you're like, dude, you look pretty small. <laughs> it changes that fucking fast. Yeah. It's just, you know, you don't always see the, you know, the actual picture there. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's part of chasing the this huge goal because you're never going to be at the place you want to be until you win an Olympia title. Yeah. It's never going to be good enough. Yeah. It's never going to be okay. I have a client. I won't say her name. She listens to our podcast. She'll know I'm talking about her. Dude, she, she has one of the gnarliest physiques yeah. on the team. Okay. Like her physiques just dumb. Okay. Like she's going to win many, many overalls in her division. Uh, like, with starting next year mm-hmm. and she's going to be a very good IFBB pro. And she hit me up twice this last week talking about how she doesn't feel very big or like, you know, she feels that <laughs> like way. And yeah. then she sends her check in today and <laughs> she looked ridiculous. She just looked ridiculous in her checking, mm-hmm. like so fucking good. Like she's in her off season right now. She's tight as fuck. Like she's looking fantastic. Her waist is tiny. Her quads are big. Her glutes and hamstrings are big. Her lats are just sitting. And I just like, dude, this is the best checking you've ever fucking sent. And like, you know, I, I have all my clients make before um, every single week. They update the right photo with the current photo mm. and the left photo stays like the original, the original photo, or I have them update it as we go. Yeah. So we like have marks of progress because that takes away the whole, um, I don't feel like I'm making any progress Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. because <laughs> you see every single week, you see visible changes. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. So she, she hit me up twice this week and you know, she said she wasn't really feeling herself. She sends a check in over and she sends these training videos over and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like she just looks absolutely insane, but she doesn't see what I see. Like, this is why I need a coach too. Like, this is why I need Matt. But we don't see what everyone else has seen. Like you, you pass me on the street and you're like, that's one of the biggest dudes I've ever imagined walking planet earth. And I'm walking down the street as you're thinking that thing, like, God, I just feel so small. <laughs> I'm a little bloated. I'm a little bloated. Quads are kind of feeling it. Like, oh, oh dude. And, and that's just real fucking life. You have to understand a lot of bodybuilders 
you know, we, uh, most of us have stories. Most of us have some shit that we've been through in our life that pushed us to this extreme place. And, you know, maybe we're overcompensating. That's okay. If you think so, maybe we're just, uh, you know, hiding behind this fake mask of bodybuilding, uh, to run away from our problems. That's, you know, that's okay if you think so. Uh, but you know, this is something that got me into compete and in, into bodybuilding and then competing thereafter is, the gym was kind of my only safe place. You know, that was where I knew that, you know, I couldn't fucking get abused. Mm -hmm. That's where I knew that there was going to be good vibes. Mm -hmm. That's where I knew that there wasn't going to be yelling and screaming. It's probably not dissimilar to the kids from the ghetto going on the field. What like going on to the football field, going on the basketball court, like that becomes your safe haven because you know, the life that, you know, whatever's going on in your home environment just isn't optimal. Mm -hmm. And so the gym is still my safe place. That still feels like my home. That still feels like the place that I want to spend all of my time because I know that I fit in there and that I belong there. If you're dating a bodybuilder, it could be very, very, very similar. And I would almost argue that it's more likely than not that that's the case, that that's where they feel home. That's where they feel protected. So don't discourage people from going to the gym, tapping out and training as hard as they possibly can. You have to be supportive of that. That's my mental release. You know, every training day that I have, that's my mental release. You have to understand supplements, dude. This, this is performance enhancing drugs. This is normal supplements. Look, do you have to inject? Well, I want to win Mr. USA. So, so will you do it for me? Yeah. So like actually the how you can fucking help me is by goddamn doing it for me. Yeah. I can't fucking reach anywhere in my body anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't inject myself. It's easier if you just fucking do it. The health supplements that I take. Yeah. I got to take 23 pills every single morning. You don't think that's optimal. You don't think that's healthy. There's research that backs every single goddamn one of them. So it's not about what you think. It's not about your stupid emotions. It's about reality. And it's about I have goals and I have these things I have to do to achieve those goals. Another big item to understand when most bodybuilders start out, man, I remember when I started out, dude, I was being made fun of all the time. I mean, I, I've talked yeah, about that sure. on air before a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah. I talked about how I threw that dude through the fucking walks. He was talking shit. Yeah. Like, man, I lost every friend that I had. Yeah. Other than four. When I started chasing a bodybuilder. And so mm-hmm. I came from the fucking track team. Mm-hmm. I had a hundred fucking friends. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden overnight, snap your fingers. It was four. Yeah. Loyalty and support and appreciation is huge. Dude, show, show appreciation for the hard work. Support the fucking goal. Support the mission. What can you do to elevate them to get closer to their goal? Don't let them cheat on their diet when they're in a contest prep. Force them to get better. Force them to improve. It's not just a meal. Nothing's just a meal. It's fucking energy. It's fucking energy to fuel you, your recovery, and your well-being. Nothing's just a meal. It's not just food. You know, I noticed the vocabulary changed from like breakfast to lunch to dinner to yeah. like meal one, meal two, meal it three. Is. Pre-workout yeah. meal, post-workout meal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't remember last time I had breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Just meal one. Yeah. I mean, now like if, it, you know, whenever things get back to normal, like Megan and I will go on a nice little vacation and stuff, like I'll do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, sure. Because, sure. you know, That's you're it. also like I schedule vacate. I use vacations as my break mm-hmm. as well. So every year I, f- I take two full weeks off the gym Mm -hmm. and i was going vacation i don't want to fucking take two weeks off the gym here (laughs) it's gonna be hard to stay so you know you go somewhere and you you just kind of like live normal Mm -hmm. for like a a week um and honestly every single time i do that it makes me absolutely sick to my stomach and i don't feel like myself at all (laughs) but i understand there's like there's an element of i need this yeah you know i i know that somewhere it's good for me yeah and one of my cells in my body needed it (laughs) you come back and you spend like a two three days in the bathroom literally literally it, it takes so much so long to recover from yeah um Dude, something really cool. I've always appreciated when 
people just casually talked about training and goals with me. My friends who don't quite understand, like, um, like one thing I've, I've always really appreciated about Brandon and Jack is whenever we're together, you know, we always talk business, we always shoot the shit. We always, you know, chug down some whiskeys and see who can drink the most, which is never me. But they always ask me about my training and my goals. Mm hmm. Jack and Brandon are fucking in shape dudes. <laughs> I mean, Jack can kick anyone's fucking ass listening to this podcast and he's a big MMA guy. Yeah. You know, Brandon owns the pizza spots and bars and, you know, restaurants in Austin and he looks like he owns them. Yeah. You know, and, and whenever we get together, they always talk, but they don't know anything about it. They don't know anything more than I've told them about it, but those friends you always appreciate. Mm-hmm. You always, always, always appreciate those people. Um, so talk training and goals, you know, support these people through knowing exactly what they're shooting for and what you can do to help. I think that's a really big item here. I think it's, I think understanding just, yep. just like a, there's a lot of um, benefit in those who are not into it. Agreed. Understanding you like what you're just referencing kind yeah. of and like having the conversation being interested in what you're yeah, interested just, in. Just at least try to understand. Yeah. You know, most of our families kind of think we're outcasts for this shit too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of make you feel a type of way about it. And so just, hey, just like Scott said, understanding is a big item. Positivity. Man, please fucking don't bring negative vibes around me. Like it's stressful enough being in a being in a constant uh, state of mind of I have to improve. I have to get better. I have to point one percent. I have to X, Y, Z. I have to do all this stuff. Man, you had negativity on top of that. That shit makes it really hard to execute. Mm. That makes it incredibly fucking difficult to execute. Like the more positive you can be, the easier, you know, you are bodybuilding boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, whoever the fuck it is, the easier their life is going to be. I got a big one. I got a huge one for you. Better be able to match that sex drive. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh man. Yeah. You better be ready to match that motherfucking sex drive. <laughs> because I mean, man, we work on our bodies all the time. Mm. Right? We're constantly trying to get fucking sexier and better and bigger. And we want to fucking lay it down. We want to show you what's up, you know? You need to take advantage of <laughs> you it. You need to take advantage of it. Like, everyone wants to fucking bang a bodybuilder. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, take fucking advantage of it. Full yeah. flight, full steam ahead. Like, you you better have a hell of a fucking sex drive if you want to date a bodybuilder, especially an enhanced bodybuilder. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> you better be ready to get the fuck after it, man. But really... That's a huge stress relief. I mean, one of the biggest stress relief uh, relievers we have Um, sex. It's just sex. And it's huge on the list of priorities for every single fucking bodybuilder that I know. Everyone wants to have great sex. And, you you know, you got to be able to keep up with that. That's a big fucking item here. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but no, it just popped up on my notes again. You have to be cool. I, almost every bodybuilder I know is extremely overprotective. Like overprotective of the people that are around them. And you have to understand it comes from a good place. Well, I hope it comes from a good place for most. With me, like when my friends and I are out, you know, if someone's causing a problem, I can very easily handle that problem. Mm-hmm. Because I have a theory. So I won't fight anyone. We've okay. talked about this. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm far past that point of like, what I, I just, why would I like the amount of energy that it takes to do that? And, the, so, and not, not to not even mention the amount of risk potential for risk. like any body part you have. Dude, you can't go back in the gym. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, so it's, it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll give you an example. We were at Buford's, uh, man, when was this? This was, um, this was like late, late last year. We were at Buford's, you know, one of my favorite mm-hmm. fucking bars. And uh, this dude started getting lippy with a dude who was with us. And I can't remember. Who, oh, it was Brandon Long's friend. Um, and he like started getting lippy with the dude who was with us. And uh, so I kind of saw it going on. And the dude like shoved him a little bit. And I saw it. So I walked up and I like asked if there was a problem here. And I put my arm around my boy. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. Like we were just talking. <laughs> and Brandon's friend, what the fuck's that guy's name? I can't even remember. It's like a shield. Is. It is. It is. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this guy was kind of mouthing off to me and stuff. Huh? Weren't you? Weren't you? And the dude's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm cool. And he just like backed away. Yeah. And now he, it's not that he thinks I can, I, I, I can fight. 
Yeah. It's the fact that, man, if that guy gets one good hit on me, you might like, die. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be fucked. And it's a risk reward. Yeah. He has no idea if I can throw a punch. Yeah. If I can throw a punch, he's fucked. Yeah. And he just doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So I have this here. I'm, I'm going to be that shield okay. for everyone. Okay. And, and you know, I'll always protect, I'll always overprotect and there's never problems as long as I'm around or if there are, I just show up and they're gone. But if someone actually wants to fight me, I assume that they're about to pull some wild MMA shit out and they're <laughs> never know be, now. Yeah, and they're going to be bouncing off the fucking walls. And then all of a sudden I'm in a fucking headlock and I didn't even see it. And coming. you can't even breathe. And like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Because yeah. if you're actually going to fight a 270 pound freak looking dude, you know something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know something yeah. that he doesn't know. If you've said yes to this in your head <laughs> yeah. and you move forward. <laughs> you move forward. I'm out. Yeah. I will <laughs> gladly take this L and look like a bitch. I'm not fighting you. Somebody's listening to this podcast and go all right i got an idea yeah i got an idea i gotta get this on film yeah as long as i can throw a kick that like almost reaches his head yeah, he's gonna then, walk then, away then we're gonna walk away dude i i'm not fucking with it if you actually want to proceed in fighting me you can have that w um, i'm gonna take my l and walk away because you might have me in a fucking pretzel before i can even blink <laughs> i'm assuming you're like a fucking national champion wrestler yeah or you're a fucking professional ufc fighter yeah because no one else is going to risk those odds oh yeah. you have a fucking weapon on you even worse now we're worse, a lot yeah. of problems yeah now we gotta leave like the city yeah now we gotta leave the city <laughs> so <laughs> so overprotective we're always overprotective we like act as that little shield because we can mitigate issues very, very, very simply and, and quickly. Isn't that perception funny? Yeah. Like I find it hilarious. Like, like, dude, I can't fucking move that fast anymore. <laughs> like, if, Nor do you want if, to. No, and like, I don't want to. Like, yeah. I'm out here just trying to have a good fucking time with my friends and my girl. I'm drinking a little bit of alcohol. I don't want a problem. Yeah. Like, you can't pay me $10,000 to fight someone <laughs> right now. Like, I don't want any issues. I'm just vibing and chilling. And now you want an issue? It, <sighs> it, how much would it take to go into the ring with an MMA fighter? For me, so how much does the MMA fighter weigh? Is it like Conor McGregor? Uh, yeah. Well, it, if it's Conor McGregor, no, it's, it's not Conor, Conor, but it's, it's like Conor. him. It's someone that big, so yeah. he's gonna kick my ass. Yeah, like whoever this is, they're gonna kick my ass. Sure. So, what might let's talk about my strategy. <laughs> Here's what I would do. And this okay. is my strategy in the streets too. Like if Got something it. pops off, this is what I'm going to do. Got it. I'm not fucking knocking up with you. Yeah. I'm going to try and put you into a position where I can just grab you. If I can just get my hands on you, mm -hmm. you can punch me and kick me and I'll be able to sustain those long enough to get you to just toss you onto the ground at some point. Yeah. Okay. So my strategy would be to just kind of like go like straight ahead. Your strategy is just the bear hug. You just, I'm just, just going to bear, bear hug, hug and the then shit out to the of ground you. and then you just wait. Yeah. And I'm just going to like slam you on the ground and lay on top of you and I'm not going to move. Yeah. Like eventually you have to give up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if I get in the ring and in, in, in a, with a UFC fighter, Hey, they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to know what's up. I am going to anticipate. Mm -hmm. As I move forward towards them, they will likely get two punches and a knee on me okay. before I grab them. Uh -huh. But if I can sustain those two and sustain a knee, which I don't know if I can. I don't know. The odds are heavily. I'm saying there's a 30% chance I come out of those not crying like yeah. a little bitch. Yeah. I'm going to be able to grab them and then I can finally get them on the ground. Now. I'm going to get them on the ground and they're going to keep punching and kneeing me. Sure. And I'm gonna, going to be crying like a little bitch at this point, but I got them on the ground. Yeah. I made a move. Yeah. And I, I, I yep. won. And right now you're winning. And right now I am winning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying okay. and I'm in a lot more pain than you are. <laughs> what kind of check would it take to get in the ring with McGregor? So like I really? would say a normal UFC fighter that's Conor McGregor's size. That win's going to start because they're not going to kill me. Yeah, they're not gonna kill me. Um, no, just knock you out. I'm gonna say that's like that's like that's 30k. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna it? be hurting. Bro. Okay, I'm be yeah 30k. That's it All right. because I I do believe I believe I could withstand it. Okay, and also I would love to have the experience <laughs> with McGregor, dude. I mean, we gotta like there's gonna be medical bills involved. Okay, so there's gonna be he's so, got so the contract says he's got to cover them. <laughs> he's got to cover the medical expenses, and now I have to get hurt this bad. Conor McGregor, um, 
see a half a milli just like a half a milli we can't really start any businesses that we want I, it's got to be a milli okay it's got to be a milli <laughs> i got to get a million dollars and that way because you're not in the gym for no six months no maybe yeah, i mean you're fucked up yeah you're fucked up so it's going to be a million bucks and that's one round <laughs> A million around. Um, a million. Uh, yeah. As yeah, long, we'll as, you can, as, long as you can keep it up, a million around. We'll do a million per <laughs> round. Um, and, and the minimum that it could be is a million dollars. And that's what it would take to get me with him because I am going to be hurting so yeah. like he is yeah. just, I'm not going to get my hands on him. Sure. Like I'm going to get my hands on him because he's on the fucking ground walloping me. Yep. Like I'm just, you know, I'm not cool. And I need to have, if, if it's him, I need to have headgear. <laughs> Yeah, I have headgear. <laughs> and he's got to wear pads on his shins. And he's got to wear, yeah. Like, dude, like, you can't kill me. Yeah. Like, you can almost kill me, but you can't, like, quite kill me. Okay. I And, you know, I also understand, what's the UFC round, like, three minutes? I think so. I, do, I, I, think, I think I can hang on for three minutes. It'd be I do. I do. I would, just, I would just, like, run away from him. Yeah. And, you know, try to, like, stay in a way. If I could stay in a way where I could just get my arm, like, to, like, stiff arm him. Yeah. Like he's gonna hurt me. Yeah. If I could just sit farm him away a little bit, a couple times. Yeah. Then I, I think I'm. In, I'm I think I'm okay. sitting pretty. Okay. So a we'll try to set it up. A million. <laughs> Connor McGregor, if you're listening to this, let's do. Let's let's fucking do it. Let's Jay fucking Haley do it. Fit yeah. Connor McGregor. Yeah. I'm down now. Floyd Mayweather. Fuck, dude. I got a good shot against him. He just runs around. Oh, he does. He just little, little jabs. Yeah. Little yeah, jabs. I, I feel confident about this yeah. one. One good swing, he's out. <laughs> one good swing, he's done. <laughs> now Floyd Mayweather. Oh still yeah. He, There's gonna be someone listening like. Oh, my God, Justin Haley thinks you it's all over Twitter now, dude. Yeah, no, Floyd Mayweather would kill me. So you want to date a bodybuilder? That was good. I enjoy enjoy the hypotheses of these. But now we know. Now there's a baseline established. So want to date a bodybuilder? You can't be a fucking jealous person. I would highly recommend. Dude, you are going to cause yourself so many issues if you're just a jealous person. Mm -hmm. You know what I um, kind of. Speaking of jealousy, because I used to be a very jealous person. Okay. I was very, very jealous. And it was a lot of it had to do with I just like wasn't really secure enough in my own mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. self. What I realized, if I would get jealous of a girlfriend and her relations with another man, man, like 99% of the time, I was the one who put that thought in their head. Oh, yeah. I would agree. Like it was never there until I put it there. I've done the same shit. Yeah. Most of the time, those those thoughts you have that are like against you yeah are typically your own fault. they're all just your own fault yeah because men need to understand like women aren't really like them like yeah women aren't really craving this adulation and validation from men yeah like the way that men do women yep and men need to understand that hey you know what dude like there's a lot to be said about a woman who's choosing you mm-hmm. like a woman has millions of choices like savannah made it up millions of choices oh yeah they can walk up to anyone they pass on the street and the answer is yes yeah but they choose to be with us yep like that's the only validation you fucking need yeah like they're obviously in it mm-hmm. they're you know like the the more secure you become with yourself and your own abilities because the root of insecurity is you not doing something that you should be doing or you letting yourself or your partner down. Mm. That's where insecurity stems from. And so if, if you just kind of cover all your bases, well, I couldn't really be a better boyfriend. Yeah. Well, I couldn't really be bringing more to the table. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like filling in. It's like a key, mm-hmm. like you're both keys to each other mm-hmm. and like you fill in all like of a their puzzle needs. piece. Yeah. Yeah. And they fill in all of yours. Yep. Don't fucking be jealous because with jealousy, number one comes overthinking. Number two, as I mentioned, you're likely the one who put that thought in their fucking head in the first place. So good fucking job, you idiot. (laughs) And dude, women don't fucking like that shit, bro. Women do not like jealous fucking men. They don't. It doesn't matter. You can be together five fucking years. Second, you start being jealous. She's going to be so fucking unattracted to you. And the same holds true for women. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to speak on, you know, women's behalf. I, I know, you know, I've you know, been fortunate to date some really fucking amazing women and every single one of them kind of had different views on jealousy. Okay. Like I prefer Megan's view of jealousy. If there's literally fucking none. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the best fucking view there is. But you know, it's it's kind of the same thing with women, you know, jealousy. Um, I, my perspective as a man, if whenever my girl has been jealous of another girl, it made it feel as if my girl was inferior to her. 
Did that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. I don't like that feeling because every woman I've dated, I've put on this huge pedestal. Well, that she, she accepted the fact in your head. She accepted the fact that like this girl's better than me. So yes. I need to be worried. Yes. Yeah. 100%. That's what it looks like from yeah. my angle. Does sure. it look like that from your angle as well? I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it looks like you are literally taking a huge fucking L to this woman, mm-hmm. you know, for some reason that we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it, it always kind of confused me a big item with women. too. you know, this is something else I can't really relate to is like the, I think societal pressure mm-hmm. because when I don't think women understand how, like, I don't think they actually embrace or truly see how beautiful they actually are. Like individual they okay. are like that. a woman being a woman is a very beautiful and empowering thing. Yeah. Um, like they're literally who makes life go around. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, every they actually lead the world. They much. literally yeah. Yeah. lead the world. So, um, I think there's a lot to be said about embracing that and uh, I guess being one with that and kind of becoming that um, because, you know, anytime, anytime I've been with someone and, you know, a lot of people listen to this podcast, like probably know my entire fucking lineup of (laughs) ex-girlfriends, but they've all been very beautiful people. Yeah. And I've, you know, good job to me, (laughs) but (laughs) pat on the back, pat on the motherfucking back. But As soon as jealousy hits, as soon as it fucking hits, I am. Well, it it like breaks your heart. So like, why is you said you have been jealous? And so have I in past relationships. Why were you jealous? Did you feel inferior? I was jealous because I felt inferior. Exactly. I felt like I wasn't bringing enough to the table or like, oh, you know, like that's a good looking guy. And like, like, what if he, what if he, you know, he's, he's got a better jawline than me. Exactly. He's got better hair or like like, stupid shit like that. That's how it is. He dresses cool. And in every single one of those dudes I ever felt like that way towards like, Man, in hindsight, and even in that time, I knew it like they weren't even close to me. Yeah. And like, like not not saying that to my own horn, I'm saying that to be real. Yeah. And I think most people have that same issue mm-hmm. in terms of jealousy. And you know, now it's like being in a relationship, and I, you know, Savannah's really similar. Like, man, Megan's not jealous of anybody, mm. and it is absolutely awesome. Like, she yeah. doesn't bash anyone. She doesn't talk poorly of anybody yeah, yeah like it is absolutely fucking incredible yeah it's more encouraging it's than so anything. encouraging yeah. constantly and it like makes you want to be that and exude that as well yeah and like my biggest piece of advice if i could give someone a piece of advice off of this podcast do leave the jealousy they're choosing to be with you they're endlessly choosing to be with you if there's a jealousy issue or a jealousy component then obviously your communication needs to be better so put the work in that it takes to fix that i'm not going to sit here and act like i'm a fucking relationship expert i i'm having a pretty fucking solid time in it right now so i feel like i'm doing pretty fucking good yeah but communication communication downfalls is like the pitfall of anything that could go wrong in a relationship yeah so put forth the effort to nail that fucking communication. Get rid of the jealousy. Always be on the same page as your partner. Dude, it's okay. Your partner's going to find other people fucking hot. Like That's your partner's okay. going to look at other people and be like, damn, I wouldn't mind taking a lick from that ice cream cone. <laughs> but you know what? As long as they're not. As long Is as it a large Dairy Queen yeah, ice cream cone? <laughs> dude, it's chocolate covered, baby. You know how I do. Oh, man. <laughs> but as long as they're not actively trying to take a lick from that ice cream cone, then it's all probably okay. Or yeah. maybe you have a relationship where it is okay. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever makes your world tick. Yeah, whatever <laughs> makes your fucking world tick. You go get that ice cream cone, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so dating a bodybuilder 101. I enjoyed this one. This, this one's kind one. of fun. Yeah. I like these little ones. I really like the jealousy one. Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah the jealousy component. Point. We should talk about that more. Yeah. Because I like, man, looking back in hindsight, almost just it kind of embarrasses me a little bit. Man, I was a jealous motherfucker. Yeah. Like, even just like two years ago, man, I was a jealous. Oh yeah. Fucking dude. I remember I was into this, uh, this girl and I, we weren't like officially dating. We were yeah. like, you know, that talking phase, of course, that of bullshit course. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We were in college though. And she was really, tr- very attractive. Okay. And she was very, a social okay. girl and she wanted to go out all the time and, that's all this stuff. That's and that can be threatening. Yeah. And like, I'm not as into that. Of course. At times I, I am at times yeah. I'm not. And so she'd be out and I'd be like, man, I wonder what she's doing. I know. And then you play these movies yep. in your head and like, what the fuck? And you're is watching happening? her friend's Snapchats and you're watching her Snapchats. And then they're like having a fun. And they're just having a good time. And all they're doing is LOL. And, and, then, and then you be the dumbass like me who DMs her friend and yep. goes, hey, is everything okay? And yep. then all this hell it's breaks. It's all done. Loose. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's all over with. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. I've yeah. fucking done that it's shit stupid, too. It's really man. fucking embarrassing. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, to, like, have confidence in yourself and have confidence and trust in them that they're yeah. going to be 
they're enjoying their life. Put yourself in a place like put yourself on the pedestal that, you know what? Like, damn, no one else can bring to the table what I'm bringing to the table. So I'm just going to keep fucking showing up like that. Yeah. And you know, when you also really start, um, when you really start, viewing yourself as a prize full possession. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very, um, that's a very empowering place to be as well. But again, you know, most people, most men and most women don't put the work into themselves to be able to identify what they truly are bringing to the table. And you know, when I think when you become that, get to that point, yeah, you kind of don't care as much if the other isn't into you. Yeah, no, you don't. It's not as big of a like heartbreak, like an oh shit yeah. moment. It's like, yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, you don't want to be along for this ride. I wouldn't want to that's miss cool. this boat, but if you want to, that's okay. It, the mentality shifts kind of happens. One hundred percent. And and you know, I I feel like in dating, I used to like I used to feel like I was always barely holding on. I oh, used to feel yeah. like I was holding on by a thread, like like I was riding one if of those you, fucking if you bulls. Let, if you let go, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was riding a fucking bull in a rodeo, and I was just barely <laughs> fucking holding on, just getting jacked around by everything. Yeah. And you know, like now, like I feel like 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 the last two two and a half years, like it's felt like like the, a more captain of the ship type situation, if yeah. you will. Like yeah. I'm navigating the seas, and it's a very calm sea, mm-hmm. and you know whatever's gonna you know happen coming up, I'm prepared for and ready for. Mm-hmm. And I think the ship truly became damn you know what like i i am doing good like this is a dope I'm boat good this is a dope boat that i yeah. have and that i am you know having you be a part of yeah so we do can you want to co-pilot better yeah yeah, yeah. and then we, we can that's even better we can co-captain and we can make this boat even better yep um and you know i man i honestly like looking back and it's funny i haven't really thought about these um emotions and stuff oh, until yeah. we had this i haven't thought about them for a while yeah but man do you remember how anxious you always used to be oh yeah Dude, well, that's so like anxious. I'm saying, like this, you look at the Instagram, Snapchat, you all do. that shit, you do. and you're just like, what's happening? You, what's you, going on? The shit you play in your head. It's never real. Is so mind boggling to think about. It's almost scary. Like yeah. you create your own worst fear illusions yeah. and, and, and none of it's happening. It's, none of it's real. I mean, and it's, I think it's within the same methodology as like what you're talking about here when bodybuilders are their own worst critic. Yeah. You're telling yourself you're fat yeah if you will yeah and everybody thinks you look awesome of course well, you're telling yourself you're bad boyfriend girlfriend yep but the other probably thinks you're awesome exactly it's kind of the exactly. same thing exactly and and i i think this is a very 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 important thing for people because you know scott and i spent a lot of time just and you know a lot of men listening to this they're all going to relate now, i'd be interested to hear women's feedback on oh, this yeah. i guess sure. um because yeah. you know like you talk to like Savannah and Megan and they always kind of had it easy. Like, like do they get jealous? I know. I know. And does that like, same movie play in their head? I know. That kind of like, shit? I would yeah. love to like know these things. We're going like, to ask. I know. Like <laughs> as soon as we're done with this, we're going to go smoke in the fucking kitchen and yep. we're going to talk to them about this. Yep. Like, did you ever feel like this anxious about things? Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I highly recommend, I wish someone could have told me this when I was younger because I feel like, you know, 22, 23, 24 were like wasted. And, you know, I was bringing something to the table and I was a, you know, pretty fucking solid partner and a pretty fucking solid catch. But man, I thought I was a two. <laughs> I thought it was a fucking, you know, I yeah. thought it was a two in comparison and, to everything else. And a lot else. changes too in, in this, in the context of like, you know, dating a bodybuilder when you focus on yourself. 100%. Because when you focus on yourself, the right people are attracted to you and the right yep. people are around when you. You're elevating your vibe. You're, yeah. you're elevating your tribe. Like I know it's super cliche. I know it's the most totally. overused expression, but whole, like, look at us, mm-hmm. like, look at us for the fucking example. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of you people followed me about a year and a half. Well, a year ago, okay. a year ago right now. And you know what my life was like. Yeah. And you guys know what it's like now. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the evolution. What changed my vibe, mm-hmm. my vibe changed. And now this is all going on. This all happening. Like, Again, I'm preaching to y'all about living proof of the things that I've done wrong. And I want to be able to, cause fuck, I've done everything wrong. <laughs> like we go through the whole fucking checklist of wrongs and they're all like quadruple checks. If, if we're running this podcast on an episode, like 15,000 yeah, yeah. at the age of 50, we can just go through that list. One we're just, yeah. We're, we're just going to do, we are going to crush that list. But, but I, I want you guys to just learn from this, uh, um, pull something from this. I appreciate this conversation because this was supposed to be a funny LOL one, but I actually, I, I enjoy where we went with the whole jealousy situation. And I really hope that this 
this kind of helps you and kind of expands your guys' minds. Who knows? Maybe Scott and I will start talking about relationships and shit like that more. Hey. Personally, I want to talk about sex on the podcast a lot, but I'm also very open about that. So <laughs> hey, we, I just hit record. We can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so for episode 58, dating a bodybuilder with some jealousy tips. I really hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you next time.